We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. So Ryan, we went through grades of the two classes. We're very similar on where we are with those. So now let's do a couple things. We're going to go through the offensive and defensive classes, and we're going to give our player rankings. And the way we'll do it is we will, I'll just kind of go through and just list my 11 on offense and then just kind of just give a little beginning, uh, just a little brief, I should say, of why I, you know, what I think of the guy and why he's there. Not going to be too in-depth because then this show could go on for four more hours. Right. If you and I start talking, breaking down each one of these kids, this show is going to be longer than yesterday's show. That's just that's just the reality of it. And then so we'll rank them and then I'll kind of briefly just go through my my upside grades. I won't dive into the upside grade as much. I'll just kind of give it of of what I think that it is. And then we'll we'll, we'll, we'll kind of and then I'll have you do offense. Then we'll do defense and do it the same thing. So I'm just going to begin here. You ready to roll? Does that sound sound like a plan? All right, so here is my here's my and we'll just give our grade for each guy too, like the range. So yep. my, my my number one player in your class is Cam Williams. I had CJ Carr there for most of the last year. Cam was just really special for me as a senior, and just you know his points graded out. I had him as a four and a half star kid coming into the year. 
his ability to dominate in all phases of the game, his speed took another jump. And honestly, one of the things that had the biggest impact for me, Ryan, was watching him on defense. I'm like, this kid could start at the power five level as a safety. He's a football player. Uh, CJ Carr was number two. He was not very far behind Cam in grade. I think it was, I think Cam was like a 709 and CJ was like a 707. And then Gearby was a 706. So like they were all very close. With CJ Carr, I get I get why some people don't have him as a five-star. He's not the biggest guy. He doesn't have the cannon for an arm. He's a good athlete, but he's not a guy that's gonna, he's not gonna do what Riley Leonard did in college as a runner. He's not that kind of guy. But for me, at quarterback is the one position where those physical traits mean the least to me in college. He has the the elite trait. His he's elite in the areas that I think you need to be elite. He's incredibly smart. He has a great feel for the game. He's a leader. He's got great arm arm talent in that. He's got a great release. His release point is incredibly consistent. No matter what arm angle he's throwing from, he can throw on the move. He can throw under pressure. He under he knows how to change speeds. Like all the things that I love about a quarterback, he has, and that's why he grades out as a five star for me. And he's got some guts. And a lot of kids like him, who are kind of that really smart guy, they don't want to make a mistake. If anything, sometimes you're like CJ, you don't need to try to th- fit that ball in between three people, man. But he's got yeah. some guts that you need to rein in a little bit. And I'd much rather have that than can you please just try and make that throw just once? You yes. know, he's got some of that guts, and you're gonna have to live. Sometimes he's gonna. His confidence in his arm, he's going to write some checks that his arm can't cash. That's just the reality of it early in his career. But he, as he gets stronger, I think you'll see some of those things. But uh, CJ has a lot of arm talent, Ryan. So he's a five-star for me at number two. Gearby is number three. And honestly, the reason he is number three and not higher is because he's still a bit of a work in progress. But I love this kid senior film. He was physical. He played with much better technique, even though that still needs a lot of work. He's incredibly long. I mean, insanely long. He's big. He can play either tackle spot. This is just a dominant football player. And he just looked more comfortable being an offensive lineman this season than he did last year, uh, you know, as as a junior. So last year he was all about tools and projection. This year his film actually looked like a big-time football player. And so that was obviously good to good to see from him. He's number three. I graded him also as a five-star We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry. 
with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Next is Kedron Young, four-star player, top 100 grade. Uh, love this kid. Played on a bad team this year and still produced at a very high level. Ryan, I think you had his you had his statistics this year. I think he played, what, nine games? I think nine or only nine nine games, I think, this year, maybe maybe ten. Uh, and still rushed for, um, let's see, Ryan had him down for 1,366 yards yards and 15 touchdowns and played on a really bad team. Last year, a little bit better team, not a great team, but better. He was at 1,751 yards, 7.4 per carry, 19 touchdowns. Uh, This is a kid in the last three years that scored 44 touchdowns. Incredibly impactful, great feet and balance. We both talked about that in our breakdowns, Ryan, of him. On the mm-hmm. signing day card, great feet, great balance, great vision, can hammer you, not afraid of con- – I mean, looks likes contact, but doesn't just look for it for no reason. You know, he'll, he'll make you miss if he needs to, and, and he's got more home run speed, in my opinion, than even Audric had, and that's why I've said he's Audric with speed. So he's my next guy on that list, top, top 100 player. Number five on my list is Micah Gilbert. Micah, I was a kid I really liked a lot when they got him, but a lot of it was projection of a if he can stay healthy, if he can do this, and we saw all that as a senior. He's a big-bodied kid with insanely long arms. He's got a great catch radius. He's a smooth athlete. He is a guy that can produce a lot. He can be a volume pass catcher. I thought he was more of a field guy as a junior, but he looked like he can play boundary to me as a senior, and that was important to me. The only thing he lacks, the only reason he's not a top 100 guy is speed. He just doesn't have that kind of, you know, difference maker, take a game over top 100 players speed to me. But a lot of the other traits that he has, uh, I like. Number six for me is Aeneas Williams. And I have a feeling Aeneas is going to make me look really stupid for not having him higher in this class. I just, he just strikes me as that kind of kid, Ryan, that's just going to be like, I'm going to look really dumb for having him as the number six player in the class. Uh, He's just a great football player. I mean, there's, look, the reason is, is, I do a grading system where I take all different traits and his measurables just don't stack up. He's not that big. He's not a true burner, but he's a really good athlete. Uh, but he's a heck of a football player. And and I have him as a four-star top 150 caliber player. Number seven is Styles Prescott. Liked his junior senior film a lot more than I did his junior film. It was all projection. I uh, like his length, like his he's got some, he's got some athleticism to him. He's got some toughness to him. He's a real physical kid which I really like. He looked much more like a pure tackle as a junior. So he rose up the ranking for me. I have him number seven. I grade him as a top 200 player. He's got to fill out his frame. Number eight is Peter Jones. Peter, if we're talking just pure floor, is much higher on this board uh, because he's a smart kid, tough kid, mauler. He's a he, 
it's it's no co- coincidence. This is the guy that Harry Heastan went after like right away. This is a Harry Heastan recruit, versatile position wise because he can play right tackle. Ideally, you don't have him playing right tackle, but if you need one, he can definitely play it. He's got some yep. length to him. He's got some toughness to him. He's not a great athlete, but if you slide him inside the guard, his athleticism tra- tracks better. Ryan, it like projects better to guard because he can play in a phone booth really well. He's just not like a long athlete. You don't want to like doing deep pass sets and getting out on the perimeter on outside sure. zone. You want him playing in the phone booth. Tough, hard nosed, physical kid. They listed him at 6'5, 300. He's going to be a, he's, he's, he's exactly, and if he, if he was a guy that Notre Dame would have gotten on late, we'd be like, wow, you got that kid late. But he's such a, such an early signee that we just kind of forget about him. But I graded him also out as a top 200 player. Number nine is Jack Larson, uh, four star kid, top 250 prospect. We talked a lot about him earlier. This kid catches the football as well as anybody in the country. And it's not just hands, but it's ball skills. It's body control. He's made some insane acrobatic catches in his career, just like flipping his hips. And you're like, how did he even get to that ball? Great job of catching the ball in traffic. Like, I mean, you and I have seen him make catches where he's catching the ball over the middle and literally a guy's trying to drag him down from behind as he's catching the ball. I mean, you're like, and it just, nothing phases Jack in that regard. It's just, he, when the ball's in the air, there's nothing else on the planet that's going on except him and that football. And you love that, but he's not the biggest guy. He's no. only 200. They listed him at 212 pounds on the depth chart yesterday. And, and, and he's not uh, that fast. Now he's a good athlete. He's got nice feet. No, but for a guy that size, you'd hope that he'd be a little bit more athletic, you know, yeah. but he's a football player, but he, he is, he, that's why he is where he is. Number 10 on my board, Logan Saldate. I like his film a lot. I do. There's just, he's one of those guys. There's just nothing he does. that's great for me. And that's kind of what hurts his grade, Ryan. But then you watch him play, and you're like, he just knows how to get open, and he and he and he's a good athlete. <laughs> yeah. He makes good catch. He's got good hands. He's just he's another guy that I look at the on the board. I'm like, it won't shock me if he's one of my quote unquote misses that he should have been higher. But I still have him as a four star top two fifty kid, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, and then number eleven on my board is Anthony Knapp. I saw a lot of the improvement as a senior. I mean, he's a physical tough kid. I mean, the, the one play where he drove a guy like eight yards in the sideline and got flagged it was like, okay, that's a kid that plays the game with some attitude. And yes. you see it a lot. He's a good finisher. My, the, the, I'm just look, if you look at all my grades, he grades out really well in a lot of areas. The one thing that drags him way down is size. You know, he's listed at six, four and a half. I don't see it. He's listed at 275. I don't see it. And I have concerns about can he put the 30 pounds on and still be the mover, the athletic player that he is? Those are my questions. Now, his upside grade is much higher. But that's the reason he ranks as low as he does for me. And and for a smaller guy, I just wanted to see more really dominant film like I did with Trevor Rulin back in the day. And I just didn't see that. For me, I didn't see that as much. So that's why he is lower on my list, Ryan. And then we'll do we'll do just the upside, quickly do the upsides. Do you want to do that at the end or do you want to each give our upsides right away? And I'm just going to listen to um, 11. I, I, don't, I didn't even have my upsides completed for it. Okay. So it's, it's then I'll just go ahead and give mine now. I didn't tell okay. you to do that. I'll just give mine yep. now. Uh, yep. My upside ranking, so this is basing them all. If everybody hits their their peak, this is my rankings. Kirby Lambert, one. Cam Williams, two. CJ Carr, three. And you did it already. You you actually answered that part in a in a, a last week. You said Cam yep. was still your number one. Kirby was two. CJ mm-hmm. was three, correct? Yep. And then Kedron, four. Prescott, five. Aeneas Williams, six. Micah Gilbert, seven. Anthony Knapp, eight. All eight of those guys, Ryan, had four and a half star upsides or higher, meaning top 50 recruit player higher. Logan Saldate, 9, Peter Jones, 10, and Jack Larson, 11. 
that was my offensive upside grade. So, Ryan, you want to go ahead and go through your – was it 11, yeah. correct? 11 on offense, 11 12 grades. on defense. Yep, so let's, yep. let's hit it. So we have a very – actually have the exact same top four, it looks like. So I have Cam Williams as a top 25 player and the lone five-star on the offensive side of the football, in my opinion, in this class. A lot of what you said, Brian. I mean, the kid's just special athlete, man. Like, he really is. He's like one, He's one of those wide receivers – you always hear like niche and one trick ponies associated with some receivers, you know, as a guy of vertical thread, as a guy of a, a short underneath underneath separator, and they kind of have their their departmentalized traits. I look at Cam and I just say, I, I don't think there is a role that he can't fill. And I think he's a multi-level threat at the next level. So he's got the deep speed. He can uncover with his ability to be flexible and get in and out of breaks. He can work after the catch. I just think the kid's one of those guys that's going to be very tough to keep off the field, even if you have a deep wide receiver room. So Cam Williams, number one for me. Number two is CJ Carr. I have him as a borderline five-star. I put down, I, I gave him somewhere in the top 35 to 50, somewhere in that ballpark, four and a half, four and a half star player, in my opinion. I think that he does a lot of the things that you talked about in terms of he's really smart, sees the game at an advanced level. I think he's very calm under pressure. The things that kind of hold him back a little bit is, you know, just outside of, you know, arm strength, I think is good, not spectacular. I think size is fine. It's not spectacular. But I also think he does take some unreasonable risks at times where it's just kind of a little bit of a pull him back. And I know you talked about that a little bit as well. So just a little bit there. I also have Gerby Lambert at number three, top, again, same range, top 35 to 50 type of player for me, four and a half star ups, um, four and a half star player. He would probably be next to Cam, maybe the highest upside guy on this list if I did have upside grade on him because I do think that his tools are outrageous I mean he hasn't been playing the game very long but he's six seven right around 300 pounds very long I think he has a reported seven foot one wingspan so he's a very long cat I think his foot quickness and everything just kind of checks boxes you know I, I do think that there's the one thing I do worry about Gerby a little bit is I think that his hips are hip mobility is Good, but I do worry about, you know, with more weight going on, you know, does it limit his ability to redirect in space consistently? That's my only big concern with him. Otherwise, just technically needs to be a little bit more proficient in pass protection and footwork and those types of things, which is all teachable. Like those aren't things that are deterrents to him because that's just him working with an offensive line coach each and every day. So he's got big upside. There's no doubt about that. And then I had Keatron Young as number four as well. Top 100 player for me, four-star player. He is just one of the best pure runners in the 2024 class as far as he is 5'11", 220, 225, physical downhill runner who has really good vision and good short area quickness. I think he really sees the game in an advanced level. The the things that are going to hold him back a little bit just as far as like pure projection is passing game is just a pure question mark. Like I mean, I haven't seen any film of him in pass protection. I've barely seen anything of him catching the football. I know he's a versatile, really good athlete. I think he can do it potentially, but I just haven't literally seen it on film enough for me to be comfortable there. I had Micah Gilbert at number five on this list. Top 150 player, four-star, 6'2", 205, does everything you would expect a big receiver to do. Can be super physical, can get off a press, can work down the field and win with his size, back shoulder game. But his improvement that he made from a, a, from a junior to a senior in terms of just short area explosiveness, I thought he got point A to point B a lot faster in 2024, uh, 2023, excuse me. And he was able to stay healthy, obviously. He always had the nice route running to him. He also had, always had size, always had good ball skills. But the fact that he showed a little bit more explosiveness in 2023, I thought he took a massive step this year. 
Next on the list at number six, I have Aeneas Williams as well. Top 150 player for me, four-star. Just does everything well. Like, is there one dynamic trait that's elite? I would say no, but, I mean, he's got good solid power. He's got good speed. He's got good hands. He, he's just a really good player overall. So he's number six. Number seven, I have Logan Saldate, also a top 150 player. Another one, he's a, he's a short underneath separator. He can get in out of breaks. He's got good short area quickness. But again, I think I saw a little bit more speed as a senior than what I saw in his junior film. I think that he can really get to point A to point B a lot faster than what I saw. So I think that he has a little bit more ability to push the ball vertically than I thought that he did early on. I thought he was just a pure after-catch receiver when Notre Dame first got him. And I think he's a little bit more than that, potentially. You said top 150 for him, Ryan? Top 150 for Logan Saldate, yep. And then I had Anthony Knapp as my number eight player in the class. Top 200 player, four-star player for me. I think that I completely understand where people would be lower on him. And I understand your vantage point, Brian, because you're right. Like he does need to gain weight. He does need to show that that's not going to compromise athleticism because I do think that though he has a good level of athleticism overall. I think he's got good hip flexibility. I think he redirects well. I also think that he has great power for his size. I think that he's got really strong hands, the finisher, but the thing I love about him is he is the most technically proficient offensive lineman in this class, in my opinion, right now. He plays really well with his hands, snatch traps. Like he's been really well coached. I mean, give a lot of shout out to the coaching staff down there in Georgia. Like he has been coached up very well from an offensive line perspective. So I like look um Anthony Knapp. I think if he has improvements as far as just his, his ability to keep the weight and harness it, I think that he could be a really good player on the next level. Can I, can I ask you one yeah. question about him? Would you say sure. that he is the best technician and has the best just kind of hip fluid, like just hip movement, hip, like just he's loose? Would you say yeah. he's grades out I, higher I than say, all the other linemen in that regard? I would say so because I, I think Peter probably has – I mean, Peter's just kind of – he's a little bit tight as far as an athlete. Yeah. He's a little bit more linear for me, which is fine. I think that's the role he's going to play. I think that what Gerby and Bo Styles Prescott have working against him is they're a little bit – higher hipped guys. They have a little bit of longer legs. So naturally the redirection is going to be a little bit tougher, but Anthony Knapp at six, four, six, four and a half. I think that he is just a little bit more built to the ground, a little bit more compact. So he's got a little bit more hip ability, like more, more flexible hips to work, you know, laterally in the pass protection. And then my second question just about him is, do you project him as a, as an, an interior player, or do you think he's a kid that you'd like to give a shot at tackle? For those reasons, I, I would be okay with him getting a shot at tackle and failing at it potentially. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's kind of the route you want to go, I would be okay, especially with you know where the offensive tackle room is at Notre Dame right now, where there's just you're still looking for I think solid bodies. But ultimately, I think that he is a interior player long term because I think that he is a. I mean, I think his athleticism is good enough to stay outside, but his athleticism at guard or center, I think, would be yeah, very plays. very good. Like I'd be very happy about that, right? So. Yeah, but I think regardless, I, I like a lot what I saw as a senior. I had my hesitations based on junior film. I thought he was just kind of a brute as a junior. You were, ve- you were very. I just want to point out to you, this is a yeah. big change for Ryan because you, you, yeah. you were actually more down on him than I was. Like initially, I liked him better yeah. than you did, and yeah. now you. So, so this is a this is a scenario where the film has yes. impacted the the evaluation. That's it. I just, it, I just think right. te- the technique just took a huge jump. And I mean, I, yeah. he obviously did gain some weight and I think he was a little bit more explosive, but regardless, like his junior year, I, I thought he was kind of a brute as a player, mm-hmm. you know, like he was just kind of physical and would drive his feet and like that stuff's great. But also, you know, are you, can you play in space? Can you work laterally? And I thought as a senior, his technique took a huge step. I mean, I can't, I can't even tell you how many snap traps, snatch traps I saw on film. 
which for people that don't know, like that's basically where, you know, you get guy underneath this pads, you pop them high. And then you, as they kind of lean forward on you, you kind of replace your steps a little bit and you snatch them straight to the ground. Like that's basically what a snatch trap is. And that was on his film constantly. And that's something where NFL players are barely putting that in their arsenal. Like that's not an, that's not like an easy technique. You don't see it a lot, especially on the high school level. And he does it routinely. So I think his technique's really good. I had Peter Jones just below him. I think he's a four-star top 250 player. Man, Peter Jones is just going to be a good player at Notre Dame, man. I don't know how else to say it. Like I compared him to Logan Bruss that was at Wisconsin. Logan Bruss started games at right tackle and guard and ended up getting drafted in like the fourth, third or fourth round by the LA Rams. Like he's just a just a good college player, ultimately. Is he a guard? Is he a tackle? I think he's a guard comparative, but I agree. I think that he could last a tackle in the right system, but I think he's going to be an asset inside on the next level. Jack Larson is number 10. Hey, Jack does everything right. Jack's a solid overall athlete. He moves well enough in that regard. He has great hands, great ball skills. He's a tough kid. The size is the part. I don't even care about the speed as much. It's the size that really just has me a little worried. Like he's 6'3", 212 pounds right now. That's it's a little bit of a tough projection, especially when I'm talking about a kid that isn't the most dynamic athlete of all time. And I'm talking now about potentially adding 30 pounds onto his frame, ideally, or at least 20 something pounds on his and frame. Need at least, you need at least get him to 230, Ryan. I mean, you yeah. need at least get him to 230. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, it's just compromising athleticism, which I don't think is great to begin with, with the added weights is the question that I have, but I think Jack in a role can play at Notre Dame and could do well, yeah. obviously, but he's going to rank a little bit lower just because the size limitations, in my opinion, and then I have Styles in, Prescott. In, you said yeah. Jack two fifth, top two fifty for. I'm just top charting all these. Okay, so top two fifty. Yep. Okay. And then I, I mean, I said this before, but I all had I had nothing but four stars on the offensive side of the ball. So I actually have Styles mm-hmm. Prescott as a top two fifty four star player. I get Styles Prescott, six six, two hundred seventy plus pounds. He's listed between 270, 280, depending on where you look. I think he took a nice jump as a senior. I think he got a lot more good weight on his frame, which was great to see. I think that Needed. he was a lot more confidence in what he was doing as a player as well my hesitation with styles as a player is simply i do i think his hip fluid his hip mobility is a little bit limited and i'm worried about that because he does have nice power so my thought process is we're going to continue to add weight to that frame that's going to improve the power profile and it's going to go from good power to potentially great power but the same thing i said with jack is that if i put too much weight on styles prescott's frame and i already think that his hips are a little bit tight that usually doesn't make you more fluid right that doesn't make you more flexible typically so i'm just a little curious to see styles projection as far as long term because he's a guy that needs to put weight on is it going to compromise his lateral mobility that i still think is just kind of average right now and that because if it doesn't then he would be higher on this list if i can confidently say two years from now even at putting on 20 30 pounds his hip fluidity is at least the same or better because he gets a little more flexible as he gets older, then this completely changes the narrative. But my thought process is simply, I am struggling if I think that it's going to be at a requisite level with a lot more weight on his frame. That's my hesitation ultimately with Styles, and that's why he's number 11 on my list. Ryan, if you had to off the top of your head, and I know you haven't done this, so this there can be subject to change if you want to change on the message board, but what would be your top five upside grades for this yeah. class uh cam like, and and gerby would be clear five stars i think cj would be hovering around that as well 
take a look at some of the other guys here. I think Prescott would be there again. Like if you told me confidently that he can add that weight and not sacrifice athleticism, I think he would potentially be in a top five for me. And then the last guy, actually, this might one might be a little bit surprising, but I think it might be Micah Gilbert, maybe at number five for me, because I, I saw a big jump in explosiveness from junior to senior. If he takes another jump explosiveness wise, while he'll never be a burner per se, that second, third gear. Right. I think that we're talking about a guy that can win a little bit more vertically because he can get on top of guys. Right. Because he's six two two oh five. I mean, you see, you see when he's in a stance, right? His arms are like hanging down really low. I love my So like you don't have to have the same separation that Will Fuller did to catch a post route when you're that long. Because you just saw the quarterback, dude, throw it out in front of him. I don't care how close he's being covered. He's got 33-inch arms or whatever it is. Just throw it out in front of him, and that guy can't get to him. So, yeah, I could see that. I he's He was an interesting one for me from an upside standpoint, Ryan, to, to yeah. kind of project. He, he really yeah. was. Where where too. When you look at this class, Ryan, so yeah. let's, let's finish it this way. Who's the kid on and, – and I'll give my answers first so you get an idea of what I'm going for. I want to talk about the kids that you think we think we may miss on the most. Like, what's the kid that you think I have a feeling I might miss on this kid? And it can be good or bad. Most of my misses are like I'm not gonna like most of my misses are good, but I do kind of have a a, a, a one negative one that's already talked about with Kennedy Erlacher. But I'm gonna go positive on this one. The kid on offense. When I look at my offensive rankings. The kid on offense that I think I'm, I'm I have the best chance of of missing on. Like I could I could be r- really wrong about that guy, and he's going to end up being a lot better than I think. For me, it is Anthony Knapp, and and it's because there are some things that I like. I just he he the problem is when it comes to my way I the things because you know every evaluator has different priorities and things that they favor. Just some of the things that really matter to me are big question marks for him. And that's my that's my thing. But as you said, he is a strong kid, and there's a lot athletically, and all, there's a lot to like. He's got. I don't think he moves people. I like. I I don't project his movement at the next level to be as what it was in high school because of the size. But when sure. you just look at his hands, the reason I think I could miss on him is because he has really powerful hands, and yeah. if he does get up to two ninety five to three hundred five and still moves, then he will be a dominant blocker. Because if you can put that hand play with a legit – and when I mean 300 pounds, I mean plays like – like Mike Golick was over 300 pounds. He didn't play like a 300-pounder. Because sure. that's just – his body wasn't meant for that. And that's why he's way lighter now than he was then. And so if you can play that way, then I could see Anthony Knapp skyrocketing up this ranking. Just right now – yeah, I have big concerns, and it sounds like it's, it sounds like that's how you feel about Styles Prescott. So, like we're yeah. having this, like I have him really low now, but if yeah. all these question marks get answered, he could be a top five kid in this class. Well, I mean, the two guys in this category, one for both, have different reasons for being there. One is Anthony Knapp because I think I might be too high on him potentially sure. if he's not able to gain that requisite weight. The other one that you already mentioned that I already hit on is Styles Prescott. Like I. I just have questions of if Styles' frame is going to hold the requisite weights and maintain athleticism because I do think he's a good athlete. I do for his size. I think he has good length. I just the hip float fluidity and mobility sure. is just something where I'm a little bit worried about. But if he can play at 300 pounds, 305 pounds, and not sacrifice that, or get even a little bit more flexible, I mean, ideal like it could happen. 
then I will 100% miss on him. I mean, I still have him as a four star. It's not like I think he's a three star kid or whatever, but sure. I, I, I do well, you, think you that you had he every has single upside. kid as a four and a half, four on kid, the offensive or top side of fifty player. I mean, that's yep. none of these kids are bums. None of these kids <laughs> are misses. You know no, what I mean? Exactly. So, yes, I get what you're saying. I mean, I actually yep. have fewer four stars in this class than you do. I have Anthony Knapp as a three and a half star. So, you actually mm-hmm. have it even higher. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Defensively, let's just finish it off with that one. I sure. said it before, the guy that I that I think I could miss on that won't be as good as I have him ranked as Kennedy or Lacker because I do have Kennedy as, as the number eight guy in the class, and we'll, we'll get into that yep. defensively. But let's just kind of now go through the defensive class, Ryan, and just sure. kind of number one for me is Kingston Viliama Asa. I have him as a top 50 player. He was just a few points away from being a five-star. Uh, I think he's highly instinctive, physical, punishing, smart, all those things. But the biggest surprise for me and the reason he went from – borderline top 50 guy, which is what he was when Notre Dame got him, loved him, but he was a, you know, top, he was four, four and a half star, four star kind of guy, borderline top 50 guy to a borderline five star for me is because he was so much more explosive as a senior than he was a junior. Now these two years removed from the knee injury, which isn't a surprise. So he's my number one. Number two is Bryce Young. We've talked a lot about Bryce already. Six five and a half, two forty five, physical, powerful, explosive. Some of the things that that have him, Ryan, is not a five star. Exactly what you talked about. There's still a lot of technical development. He did make a jump in that regard from year junior to senior year, but and he does need to you know continue to get a little bit more weight room strong. But that's a kid that's got all the tools to be an elite player down the road. He's my number two sure. guy. Number three is for me is Bronte Johnson. I have him as a top hundred recruit. Uh, he's a guy to me that that could could be top fifty if he was a little bigger and didn't have an injury history. And I just saw a little bit more from him. He technically also he needs a ton of work from a technical standpoint, but just the the length, the athleticism. You talk about a skinny kid that's willing to hit like Leonard Moore. Bronte's another one. Bronte's a yes. skinny kid, but he is more than willing to come down and lay wood on people. As he gets into a strength program, if he jumps up and can get up to like 190, 195 uh, mm-hmm. and, and just fill out, a, he's going to be a striker and the guy that can play with range. So I love Bronte. He's my number three. My number four guy in the class is Leonard Moore. Talked a lot about him. Incredible length. Fluid for his size. Great long, well, not great, really good long speed. Uh, instinctive. As a junior, made a lot of plays on the football, playing off man with drive, and then that combination of length, speed, and instincts will allow him to get his hands on a lot of balls. Teams would try to hit him with like out cuts and stop routes. 
and he just drive on him and just undercut him all day. Yep. And I like his long speed. You really see his athleticism in the return game. That's when you really see his feet and quickness and, and you know the ability to change direction is in the return game, and he'll hit you. The reason you know he he he's top one fifty for me now. Him not playing as a senior kept him from really jumping up to that top hundred range. Number five, Cole Mullins. He was another guy that was a borderline top hundred guy for me as a junior. I love his I love his size. I love his power. His ability to set the edge and just he's got really good length. Not like Bryce Young, Logan Thomas length, but per, but still very good length. I like the explosiveness off the ball when he was on the edge. And he's a guy that moves pretty well laterally when you watch him a linebacker. He can't play linebacker in college, but you see that he can move laterally. He didn't go up like I had hoped he would. I thought he was going to be a top 100 player, but not playing as a senior hurt him and and dragged his grade downward. Now he's closer to being a top 200 guy than a top 100 guy because that's a that's a pretty big injury, right? A broken fibula is something you just don't know how – his body's going to heal. Some people heal just fine. Some people, they never get the strength back in that bone, and it just becomes a consistent problem. So that's a concern for me and, and why I consider dropping him even lower in the class. But if he's healthy health-wise, I love that kid's ability. Uh, Logan Thomas is number six for me. You can make a strong case that he should be higher just because of the tools. Uh, the, the grade that kept him down is that size grade still is a concern for me. You know, he's still 210 pounds. And that that's but the athleticism is borderline elite. The explosiveness is there. The range is exceptional. And he was much more productive. Really liked. I feel way better about Logan Diggs, Logan Thomas now than I even did when they signed him. And we liked his potential when they got him. Number seven, Bodie Cahoon. Love his athleticism. Uh, Still a technical work, very much a technical work in progress, especially from a footwork standpoint. Block destruction are still things that, that, that I need to see more of. But the tools are there for him to be very good at both of them. There's nothing that Bodie lacks as mm-hmm. far as the tools to be a great player. It's just about – it's like right now, you know, you're trying to bake a cake and you only have half the ingredients in. And you can't have the cake until you add all the others. And that's where Bodie is for me, uh, you know, as far as why he's not higher in his grade. But I love this length. I love the athleticism and the production this year was outstanding. Kennedy Erlacher's number eight. Talked a lot about him. I love, I love his downhill ability. I think he can run. I think that's probably the area where I have the biggest disagreement with people is I think he can run. I think he moves well, but the issue and and is right now he's a bit of a one note guy. He's a downhill thumper. That's what he is right now. But he's built like a cover guy. That's that's the other. You know what I mean? But I love the genes. The DNA is obviously there. Um, to me, I see a guy that has the potential to be very rangy, and and has the tools to be a cover guy. We just don't see it. And number nine for me is Carson Hobbs. He was the second lowest player in the class. No, third lowest player in the class for me. And so he didn't jump up a whole lot because he went from third lowest to fifth lowest, but that says more about or fourth lowest, but that says more about the class depth than it does Carson because his individual grade went way up for me. He I had him as a three and a half star Ryan, but at the point system, he was closer to a three star than he was to being a four star prior to senior year. He might have made the second biggest jump of anybody in the class for me after Bryce Young. So, cause like, just, I, I was not sold on this. I thought that's a future safety. Cause the one thing he would always do was hit. Like yeah. that's a, that was a, even as a junior, that's a physical kid. And so you could see that you could see that, but this year his ability to transition. And now when I watch him and I, and I see him with some t- tightness in this transition, Ryan, you can look at it and say, that's a footwork problem, not a tight hips problem. You know, he's not the yeah. most fluid guy, but he's plenty fluid enough. Cause you can see snaps where he does transition well, but his, 
he might have some of the best hands as far as in coverage, like like hand fighting in coverage that you're going to see. That one rep you sent me of him yeah. just getting his hands on a guy, and it's like, dude, that's that's like teaching tape right there. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what I mean. It's like I think what did you say to me? Like that's just one of the best corner reps I've seen all year, and you were spot on. And he's playing against very good competition. So he went he went way up. He's now a top 250 kid for me. That's close to being a top 200 game. Him and Bodie are both, uh, to me, guys that are that are, you know, could easily you could make a case for being higher. Number ten, this is where the drop off is for me. Number ten is Tabron Benny Powell. Loved his senior film. Kid's a good football player. I just don't see the athleticism to be a, a, a safety at Notre Dame on on a, in a starting basis. He's more of a rotation guy for me, an, a role player. But a guy that I could see, the one thing I could say about Tabron Benny Powell, I'll be shocked if he's not at least a three-year starter on special teams, multiple sure. special teams. I think he could be a very that. good special teams player. And, uh, you know, like to me, like a, a longer, taller Paul Mawala type of guy that's just on every special team you have. And then number 11 for me is Sean Sevillano. Um, I'm going to talk about him a little bit more in, in a second, but the production is there. The body's there. I just – I got major questions about his length and about how does his athletic ability project to the next level. But I love the beef. I love – he's a powerful, powerful kid, Ryan. I mean, yes. not just in the weight room. I mean, his weight room numbers are ridiculous. Yep. But it, it you see it on the field. I mean, he can mm-hmm. – he tosses people. Yes. You know, and, and just – it's the projection for me. And then number 12 is Teddy Rezac for all the reasons we talked earlier. He's yep. a kid you're trying to project to play linebacker 185 pounds. And, he's, and if you see pictures of him and his brother, very narrow-framed guy. Very narrow frame guy. So I have questions about the the ability to put that weight on. But here's the thing I'll say about Teddy, just like I said about Sean Savoyano. The tape, if you take away the measurable production and just talk about, is this guy a football player? They are both very good high school football players. Very. Same with Tabron Benny Powell. And that's the thing that I love about this class overall, Ryan. The three bottom guys on my film are guys that I would on my ranking are guys I would love to have on my high school football team. If I was start, you know what I sure. mean? Like just great, productive, instinctive range, like just really good high school football players for all three of them. It's just about, can that translate? And I have questions about the tools translating. So those are my three, sure. my upside ranking for this, for the defensive class, Ryan, number one, Bryce young, number two, Kingston, Villama Asa, Number three, Logan Thomas. Number four, Bronte Johnson. Those are all five-star upside guys for me. Okay. The next five are all four-and-a-half-star guys. I have, I have Bodie Cahoon at five, Leonard Moore at six, Cole Mullins at seven, Carson Hobbs at eight, Teddy Rezac at nine, and then the next three are all four-star upside guys, Kennedy Erlacher at 10, Sean Sevillano at 11, Tabron Benny Powell at 12. Now, the Kennedy Erlacher thing is interesting because you don't often see guys kind of go down like that, and you know, from, but it's just like – I think he's a really good football player, but I don't know that he's got those unique traits. that's going to allow like a Bodie Cahoon. Bodie's got the the measurables. He's six three. He's got long arms. He's athletic. He just has to. His game's got to still grow a little bit. Teddy's got very long. I, I was told that Teddy had something like thirty three, thirty like close to thirty four inch arms, and he ran know. a low four five. Like he's got those measurables. You're like that's why Teddy's a four and a half star upside guy. Kennedy's kind of like he is what he is. He's five eleven, doesn't have a great a great frame where you're like he's going to grow. I mean, maybe he will because his dad got a lot bigger, like in college than he did in high school. But you can't assume that that he's going to be like that because there's a mom involved in that thing too. And, right, and you know, everyone's and, different. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And and so 
you know, there's some question marks there, but I do like him where he is now, but he's a little lower there. So that's my upside grade, Ryan. So okay. why don't you go through your defensive grades and I'll, I'll try not to interrupt you as much this time. <laughs> no, you're good. No, I just, I, sometimes I just have some questions just cause I want to get some clarity yeah, on those things. Totally fine. Yeah. I, I like clarification because I think people in the chat are probably wondering some questions too. So I think it's perfect. Uh, we have the same top two. Kingston Villiamalasa is my top ranked guy. I actually do have him as a five-star player, top 25 player in this class. I look at him and I say six, two plus 230 pounds, college ready linebacker who is about as most in, he might be the most instinctive player i mean i think him and cj Carr have a very good conversation of like who's the most instinctive player at their position in this class he sees the game at an advanced level he's been doing it and being super productive the last two years against some of the best competition in high school football i mean he's playing the modern days he's going down to florida he's going out you know playing against you know the saint francis academies of the world and the the powers and in, in the state of california obviously he's going out to hawaii like he's playing the best competition he's ultra productive really instinctive really smooth and i think honestly the biggest thing i saw him this year compared to last year was i thought he had some reps and coverage where i was like oh okay like there was one play that I highlighted where he was a uh, was almost like a Tampa two type of look where he had to run with a slot to the, to the mid hole, to the middle of the field between the two safeties and kid was moving, man. And there was another one where he ran with a wheel down the sideline and just ran the dude out of bounds down the field. I think it was against modern day as well. So I just look at him and I'm just like, that kid's a complete player, man. Like he's just a really good football player. And I think he took a nice jump as a senior, as far as athleticism. I just think he's about as high floor players you're going to get in this class overall, not just Notre Dame's class. Like, nationally i think that he's about as high as floor as you could possibly find bryce young top 50 four and a half star he is close to getting there he is getting so close six five and a half 245 pounds explosive powerful long there is a lot of tools to work with he's not the guy that as far as he's not going to corner you know the outside track a ton but he is going to be a guy that's going to hit inside counters he's going to be do that can convert speed to power Kid, I mean, his upside is fantastic. He can work for multiple alignments too, potentially down the road, and he's going to be a difference maker in the run game at very least. Logan Thomas is actually the guy that had number third, uh, number three. I am as a top hundred player, four star. I think that the athletic gifts this ha- kid has is pretty special for his position. Now, there's projections of getting up to hopefully two hundred forty plus pounds, and right him right, right around two hundred ten pounds. But even if he compromises a little bit of speed and flexibility. Still got plenty to work with. I mean, the kid is a special, special athlete, and he had a tremendous year. I mean, he was a complete tools player while he was down in Texas at St. Edward, 129 total tackles, 15 tackles for loss, nine and a half sacks, and nine sa- nine forced fumbles. That's a pretty dang good senior year. So I saw I saw tangibly really turning the corner from a technical perspective and obviously being able to stay healthy as a senior. I have Bronte Johnson, number four, top 150 kid, almost a top 100 kid for me, four-star. The range he has on the back end and the ball skills he has on the back end for a safety is pretty rare, and the length that he has is pretty rare. Technically, he's a mess. He's coming off of his senior year where he missed part of the season, obviously, and he needs to get bigger. But if he's able to get bigger, and technically Chris O'Leary and that staff can get him right, that kid could be a superstar. I mean, like think about what like Malik Hooker was his one year with Ohio State where he was just making rangy interception after rangy interception. That's what this kid could be potentially as a center fielder. He's got that type of upside. I have Carson Hobbs. Real quick, you said top yes. 100 for him, right? 
Top 150 I had. For top 150, State. okay. Top 150, borderline top 100, but yes. Okay. I had Carson Hobbs at number five, which I think is going to be a little higher than some people. I thought his senior film was great, man. Like, he looked completely different athletically to me. He was always physical. He was always a press man kid. Pretty good technique. But, man, his speed upside that he took as a senior I thought was really nice to see, so I think he took a big jump. Bodie Cahoon is number six for me. I, I think, again, when we're talking about raw athleticism, 6'2 plus, right around 6'3, 220 pounds, 4'5'4 four, four in the 40, electric, electrically timed twice this offseason. That kid can run for days, incredibly productive, over 200 tackles this year. As he continues to get more and more disciplined as a processor, the more he plays the linebacker position, I think he could be special, man. I really do. I think he's got very high upside to him. I had Leonard Moore next. Real quick, Ryan, for the last two guys, um, for Carson and Bodie, what was their ranking range? I I had top 150 on both of them. Both? Okay. Yep. And then I also had a top 150. It was my last top 150. I had it on Leonard Moore as a four-star there as my number seventh-ranked player. I think it was just a shame Leonard Moore got hurt because I was expecting him to take a nice jump and him to be probably in the top four-ish in this class potentially. But the injury obviously cost him a little bit, but he still has 6'2", long arms, moves really well, changes direction surprisingly well for a guy his size, can play zone, can play man. I really like Leonard Moore. It's just about obviously getting healthy again mm-hmm. and then being able to showcase the upside that he has because he's another kid with a lot of upside. Number eight, I had Cole Mullins, top 250 player, four-star. I like Cole for everything that he is. I think he is a, I think he's incredibly strong. I think he's got good explosiveness to him. And I think that he is a very just he's one of those those defensive ends that just does a lot of the dirty work, you know, the ability to work at the point of attack, set the edge. I think for me, I just am struggling a little bit with his ability to corner consistently because he isn't a Bryce Young where I look at Bryce Young and I'm like, that kid's going to be 265, 270, and he's just going to be a powerhouse consistently. I think Cole can convert to the power on the college level well. But I just don't think that the upside is quite as high as like a Bryce Young as far as the power capacity to his game. So I have him a little bit lower, but I think he's at worst a very good rotational piece on the next level. I just don't know if he's ever going to be a pass game impact player. I think Mm -hmm. he's more of a really good run game player. So you see him as maybe like a more athletic version of Nana as far as the role. You know who he reminds me of a little bit? He reminds me of Andrew Trombetti a little bit. Does that one make sense? Yes. I, I don't know. Because okay. I still feel if Andrew Trombetti was not coached by Brian Van Gorder, because remember, he was a, really good as a freshman, like yes. really good. And if you talk to former yep. Notre Dame players, they're like, we thought that guy was going to be a star, yep. right? So he just was bad. Like, if he would have played for Mike Elko and Clark Lee, 100%, we'd yep. be have a completely different conversation about Andrew Trombetti. So I think that's a really good uh, yep. a really good comparison there, Ryan. I like that. I, I liked Andrew Trimbetti a lot, yeah. man. I remember seeing him in an all-star game. I think he was at the, I forget if it was the all, the all American game or I, I forget which one he was at at that time. If it was the U S army game or if it was the under armor game, but he was really good all week in that. Yeah. I remember watching the practices, mm-hmm. Sean Sevillano, number nine for me. He's my last four-star player, top two fifty player for me, just borderline. I just, I'm counting on the production. He's had the great production against really good teams. Uh, or better teams, I should say, this past year. I think he's really stout, plays with really good pad level, obviously for being a little bit of a shorter guy, and he's just got a low center of gravity, incredibly physical, and he plays really, really hard, man. Snap to finish. So he makes a decent amount of plays in pursuit just based upon pure effort. I do think he has some limitations. You mentioned length. You mentioned just overall athleticism. I do think that there's a little bit of a lower ceiling to Sean Cevillano, 
But I do think that he will at worst be a guy that could be quality depth, which I think is important for a mm-hmm. interior defensive line room. And then I had the three, three stars, three and a half star players, Teddy Rizak guy. Um, I hadn't ranked number 10. I really like the athleticism. I think if he's able to put them weight on his frame, he could be a guy that proves me wrong. We talk about that, but I just, I, I need to see it. I just need to be able to see how his body develops. Tabron Benny Powell, really nice senior year. Took a big step in my opinion. I was not a fan of it, him being a take the way he was, but ultimately I think that he shows that he can play on this level. So I do like the, the, the comfort he showed as a senior. I think he's a tough kid, physical kid. I think that his change of direction was better than I thought it was initially going to be. I think yeah. he's a pretty smooth player overall. So I like Tabron for the player that he is. I just question the upside a little bit, sure. kind of what I talked about with Sevillano. And yeah, then Kenny Urlacher's... Yeah, we're on the same page with him. Yeah. Kenny Urlacher's a, the lowest for me right now. I do think that he has higher upside than a couple guys that are a little higher on the list. I would agree there. Kid's a tank. Absolute money player when we're talking about coming down, fitting, alley player. He does all the dirty work well. I really like it. But I just – he hasn't – he hasn't produced much yeah. the last two years. I mean, even his tackle numbers are kind of lowish, right? Like he just doesn't make a ton of plays right now. I do think there's talent to work with there. I do think he's a good athlete overall. I do think he's very strong and physical downhill type of kid, which I like just a couple of guys that are above him have just been more productive football players at the yeah. end of the day. Right. And I think that projects a little bit better. Usually guys <laughs> that aren't incredibly productive on the high school level don't usually just Boom and like, oh man! Yeah. Now he's like this, this superstar, right? Like that's not usually how it happens. There's because you could say he plays in a really good area and he's got good players on his team, sure. and you could you. But sure. so does Tabor on Benny Powell. He's got other college football future college football players on his team, and also got plays in a great area, and he still produced better. To your point, yep. yeah, yep. yeah. yeah and, and despite him not being as good an athlete as I would say Kennedy is, I mean, he had three interceptions this year. Yep. He had several pass breakups. Yep. It's just like he has yep. production in the passing right. game, which you're going to need as a safety, obviously, right? Now, if you again, this is for for me. I put thought in, into this. I Ryan, I'm asking him to do this kind of on the fly, so th- there could always be a change of opinion on this. But just kind of sure. like right now, sitting here, top five upside guys on the yep. defensive class, and who and, and what would be their upside grades for them? Man, so I mean, we know I, who number I, one is. That's yeah. an, that's an obvious one, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I would say no, like no order even. Bryce Young, Logan Thomas, Bronte Johnson, Kingston Villiamoasa are probably the top four for me. Okay. After that, I think it's a great conversation between Bodie Cahoon and Leonard Moore. I'm not okay. I'm not really sure which one I would say is next because I think they're on relatively the same level. They're probably yep. more in the four and a half star upside grade in that scale. I think the top four, though, I think they all have five star upside. Agreed. I really do. We're on the exact um, same page on that one, Ryan. I, yeah. those are the, I had four uh, upside, four, four five star upside guys, and it's the same exact four that you yeah. had. And my next two, five and six, were Bodie yep. and, and Leonard. So, like from an, we have a much different ranking on defense yep. of the current ranking than we did offense, but our upside grades are almost identical. Like as far as at the top, I mean, it, yeah. it literally is. I mean, that way. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, because. Man, like I, I just think Bodie's upside is is pretty close to being in that five star range as well, man. Because yeah. again, like you just don't. I mean, like athletically, Brian, like Notre Dame's linebacker room in twenty twenty three or twenty twenty four, 
it's going to be stupid athletic, man. Like you talk about the Sneeds and you talk about the Drake Bowens and the Nolan Zigglers and the Jay Nosberries and like just so many talented kids that can run. Bodie Cahoon is going to be right in there, right? He's going to be right in that conversation with being maybe one of the toolsiest kids on the roster the minute he steps to campus. Obviously, guys are a little bit further along than him from a developmental perspective, but it's going to be a really talented linebacker room overall. So let's go here, Ryan. The players that we think we might you feel this is a kid I could miss on. And I've already kind of yep. talked about both of mine, but I'll get into more reasons why Kennedy is the one that I'm, I'm feeling I might have ranked too high or okay. it, it'll look like that. Because again, like you said, I watched the film, Ryan, and I'm like, dude, I love this kid. But then I look at the production and I'm like, but I, I don't see the production and sure. I don't see him cover. Now yeah. there's a lot of film of him. I, I haven't seen yet. And maybe on that film, he does those things, but I just haven't seen him do it. And he wasn't like a camp guy, you know, because yep. like there's some guys you watch and like, like Bronte Johnson, you don't really see him playing man coverage in high school. You see no. him playing center field, but there's a lot of camp film of him lined up playing man, flipping his hips. And you're like, that's really, I like what I see from there. You know, I watched him at a camp, Ryan, at Notre Dame and, and not this, not this Irish invasion, but the one before. And he was one of those kids that would just, he was literally always taking a rep either safety or he would like take a safety rep, run back, get next in line, cut in front of like five people and take the next receiver rep. I mean, I love kids like that. I love, cause sure. that's just, that kid wants to compete. Yeah. That kid wanted to show the Notre Dame coaches. Hey man, I'm that dude. Probably, you need to take me. He could probably play corner too. If you wanted yes. to, man, like he's a oh, really yeah. good athlete. In a certain, so. like if you're going to play like a cover four quarters, like off, you yeah. know, the, he could do that. Absolutely. Sure. So, uh, Lo- love that love that about him but kennedy's my miss and i just have this feeling that sean, sean Savoyano is gonna look back at my ranking and be like dude you're an idiot like that you didn't have me higher <laughs> like seriously because i have all my reasons and i feel justified because so here's my thing guys i grade off of it's, it's not scientific but like i don't know how else to say it. like it's it's a grading system yeah. and it and it just it just his grades aren't great for me and his film, it's like, I love his high school film, but I, I worry about the projection, but I just can't stop looking at the production. That's the thing. <laughs> like there's, know. you know, like I love the size. I think, I think you're right. He's got a much higher floor than, than, than you'd think with where I have him graded. Cause like you said, a guy like him doesn't have to produce at the next level to play an important role. If he can <laughs> give you 20 snaps a game and say, force them to double team you every time you're on the field, with the linebackers he's going to have behind him, that's great yep. that you've won. But yep. for me, that's a three-and-a-half-star player. That's a guy that, you know, a rotation guy, and then maybe he's a junior, senior, steps up, and he's a nose tackle that has four tackles for loss and a half a sack. But, you you know, you look at him and you're like, but he played a very important role, a lot like sure. Jonathan Bonner did in 2018. Jonathan Bonner had almost no production. We yep. just did all the dirty work on what was a great defensive line. Jordan Davis is – if you actually look at Jordan Davis's college stats, you're like, that's a top 15 NFL draft pick. Yes, because that's yeah. not what – he wasn't being asked to produce. He, he has to watch all the impact to, of the game. Yes. Yeah. He was being asked to do, give, do double teams, if not triple teams. You know, yes. he, he was taking those things on. So, he, you know, his last year in college, Ryan, the kid had five and a half tackles for loss and two sacks. In 15 yep. games, one <laughs> pass breakup, one quarterback hurry – no forced fumbles, no fumble recoveries. I, you know, yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's no production there, but he's a dominant player because he wasn't asked to be a, a stat producer. 
Sure. And I could see Sean playing in a, not not as good as Jordan, but like a role where he's not asked to produce a lot. But to be a four star or higher, to me, you've got to be a guy that can produce at a certain level. But he will be a, a at least a key part of your rotation for multiple years. But I have a feeling that he could end up being a producer, and that's what's going to make me look stupid. That he does go out there and have eight and a half tackles for loss and three and a half sacks and three forced fumbles as a nose tackle at some point yeah. in time in his career, and he's going to be like, dude. You know, you're an idiot. So that's the one that I have a feeling because I, I I don't I think my Teddy Rezac, if Teddy Rezac becomes a great player, I think my ranking is justified because of the the yeah, yeah we ranked him here, but the upside grade was was way up here. You know, yep. it's just you know, it was with Sean, there's questions about how does this game translate. With Teddy, right. I have zero questions about his game. It's can his body yeah. translate? That's the only question that I have. It's a completely different well, same with Bodie. I have no yeah. questions about Bodie's talent. It's just about will he develop? You know, will he will sure. he fill out? Will he you know get the instincts and all that? But the talent's there. Sean's the one I have a feeling I'm gonna look back and be like, dude, I should have well, had him a lot higher. You already mentioned the one that's for me. Uh, it's Teddy Rezac. I I don't know, man. There's just something there where I'm just like that kid is long and athletic. And anytime you're long and athletic, like you have a chance, right? If your body develops mm-hmm. properly. And I look back at that and I say, you know, him being a. a the third lowest ranked player, the number, you know, the number nine player in this class on the defensive side of the football, I might be completely wrong. And then all yeah. said and done, maybe he does balloon. Maybe he, you know, only gets to 225, but maybe he's a 6'4, 225 pound will that is just running for days. I mean, like it's possible, right? So mm-hmm. Teddy Rezac would be my pick in that regard. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't even call that a miss, Ryan, honestly. Yeah. I, I wouldn't because we've said over and over this kid's got a lot of tools. But you can't just be a 185-pound linebacker in college. You can do that at the Division three level and sure. be an All-American. I've seen it. I mean, I, dude, I coached in all, I've coached on teams where we had we were all we were playoff teams and our starting left guards 5'11", 250. Because it just the size doesn't matter as much as that level. We had some great football players, but just the size wasn't there with some right. of these kids. I mean, I've coached kids that run four fours, but they were five nine and 155 pound running backs. You know, or receivers, you know what I mean? Or, and a five, six, 145, 150 pound cornerbacks. And, but so, so there's, there's, that's where the conversation is. Right. Sure. And so I, I don't even, wouldn't even call that a miss. Like the reason Sean Savellano to me would be a miss is because I don't think he can be that. I don't think his game is that of a guy that goes to the next level and produces at a high level. I think he could be a sure. really good space eater. I just have a feeling when I look at his numbers and I just say, if I took every, if all you gave me was his size and production and I watched zero film, I'm like, this guy's going to be a star. Yeah. Or like six, one and a half, 325 pounds. That's had like a hundred tackles for loss the last two years and over 30 sacks. Yeah. Are you serious? In, in Miami, this yeah. kid's going to be a star. Like that's what, that's like, that's what I'm saying. And that's where I feel like I could miss badly on that kid sure you know what i mean sure. and i kind, you know what to be honest with you i kind of hope that i do because here's why i say that here's why i hope and even for you you have sean as a top 250 player here's why i hope he outplays all of it if and and this is kind of my final takeaway ryan as we wrap this show up and we have one three super chats we'll get to but here, here's my deal one thing i love about this class and it's yep. it's kva it's kingston it's bryce young it's it's um, I'm going Bodie Cahoon. It's mm-hmm. Cole Mullins. It's Sean Savoyano. It's Kennedy Erlacher. 
All, Notre Dame's biggest weakness right now on defense is they are not a great run defense. They're sure. not. But one of the things about this class, because you even said about Cole Mullins, Ryan, like you like a, the when you just project the run stopping ability, you yep. started kind of raving it. Like I was expecting you to be a lot more critical of him and have him graded lower because no. of the way that you react sometimes when I talk about Cole. But mm-hmm. then I, I hear what you're saying. I'm like, okay, I get what Ryan's saying here because. Like yeah. it's, 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 he's more of a one note guy, but that yes. one note is re- could be really good. And to, and to the point we're making, they need that. I mean, if there's a scenario someday where Notre Dame has Bubakar Traore at one end and Bryce Young at the other end and Cole Mullins is your rotation guy, you're going to be really good at on the edge in the run game. And then mm-hmm. you've got a 325 pounder right up the middle. And you've got physical, athletic, because Bodie's going to end up being 240, in my opinion, when it's all said and done. And oh, can yeah. run. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then you've got Kingston, and then you've got Kennedy and Tabron. They're hitters. And, and Bronte's yes. not there yet from a size standpoint, but he has the game of a hitter. And then you talk about Carson Hobbs and Leonard Moore. If, the, if someday that's your starting cornerback tandem, it's going to be a lot like you've got two Cam Hearts in the run game. <laughs> Yeah, you, you know what I mean? Like, because Benjamin's run game defense and screen was not that good this year. But no. Cam was an elite run screen defender on the perimeter, in my opinion, this season. You're going to have yep. two guys that can be legitimate. You're going to funnel everything back inside to your linebackers and safeties who are going to knock your head off. And yep. for me, I have some questions about the pass coverage of a lot of guys in this class about, you know, how good will it be, especially in safeties. But when I look at the this is this. The Notre Dame defense is getting a huge boost in potential against the run with this class. And Sean Cebollano, if he's better than you and I think he is, and to different, yep. we think of, then that is huge because they need, if you can give them, not they need, I think you can be very good without a 325 pounder against the run. But if you have one that can be, can be really stout and even productive to a degree, that makes your defense so much better. And all of a sudden, Drake Bowen, Jaden Allsbury, Kingston, Bodie are just flying downhill and not getting touched. Yes. And you're like Buttkiss Award winner. And the first guy that they're going to thank in their award is like, I want to thank Sean Civiliano for taking on triple team. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what it would be, right? Yep. And so I'm hoping, I'm hoping that I miss on him in yep. this in this instance as well. So I hope so as well. Yeah. Because I'm a little so, I'm not like super high on him either. So I right, hope I'm as right, well. Yep. Right. I mean, you're basically saying, from what I can get, this kid's going to be a really stout, set the, like eat up space kind of guy. I mean, yeah. that's there's value like, to that. Like Jamie on yeah. Franklin, like cool. Yeah. Jamie on's good. If he turns yeah. out to be Jamie on Franklin, that's a that's a good football player. Yes, and he's already agreed. he's already as big now as Jamie on became. Jamie on yeah. had to grow into that. Son Silviano yeah. is that the day he steps foot on campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely agree with that. We have three super chats. We'll quickly get to Ryan, and then we're going to okay. wrap up the show because uh, the news that we were expecting to break today, as of now, uh, has not happened yet. So we'll, uh, as always, right. So we'll we'll uh, we'll probably cover that more on the board. So we just have three quick super chats, Ryan, and I'll go ahead and read these and let you answer them. So because we're okay. uh, reversing roles a little bit today, Mark One, thank you, Mark, for the super chat. Hi, happy holidays. Is IB going to have a tailgate on the twenty uh, the first twenty four home game? We're planning to do the game from Las Vegas to South Bend. That would be the northern or northern Illinois game, I believe. Correct? 
Uh, Sounds the right. first home game next year. I Sounds don't know right. if the, we'll to, do a tailgate. So what we're there's a lot of things I'm thinking about next year is maybe even we'll do a tailgate, but just having get-togethers every game. We'll see. I haven't decided on that yet, Mark, because I the problem is it's hard to do tailgates every game because it takes a lot of work, a lot of setup, a lot of cleanup. That's hard to do when when Angela and I both work the games because she does photography and I do that. It's a little easier when my parents come in town because they do all the setup and they do the teardown and we can go work. And, and so, especially for some of the earlier games, but we're, 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 we're thinking of a lot of things. We'll, we'll probably do something. I just don't know what exactly that's going to be, uh, but we'll certainly let you know as we get into the summer, what we've decided. It won't be like a week before the game. Okay. By the way, if you're coming tomorrow, uh, here's what we're going to do. So I'll let you know, Mark, but I appreciate that. Andy Milton fan with a super chat. Any signees you foresee moving positions? Oh, certainly could happen. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely going to happen in some way, Nathan. I mean, off the top, I mean, I mean, ideally, I think Notre Dame would like if Teddy Rezac developed into a will eventually. I mean, we'll see if that ever happens, right? Could one of the corners play safety eventually in Carson Hobbs or or even Leonard Moore? Sure, they could do that. Defensive end, could Bryce Young develop into a three-tech eventually if his body keeps gaining weight? Sure, it's possible. I could see Cole Mullins even being a 285-pound you know, I, I don't predict it, but I mean, he's got a yeah. nice frame. He's got a pretty good and, frame. And then one of the offensive linemen, because they're all going to be listed pretty much at offensive tackle to begin with, or mm-hmm. are they going to transition inside? Like, sure, it's going to happen at some point. No doubt about it. Could I see Aeneas Williams if the running back room is just so loaded like it is now becoming a slot? Sure. I could see something like that. I, I, I don't want to see it because I want to <laughs> see him in the backfield, but could I see him in, in a Chris Tyree situation where you're like, dude, we're just loaded at running back and we've got to get this kid on the field? For yeah, sure. I could see something like that. Yep, I can see something like that. And then the last one from Michael S. Michael says, how does USC recruit uh, Zendamella? That's the kid that's teammate of Sean Savillano, I believe, compared oh, to Notre Dame's O-line recruits. Yeah, I honestly haven't seen him, I haven't uh, seen him very either. much, so I couldn't yeah. really tell you. There, uh, the, co- the coach spent, spoke very highly of him and yeah. Sean's battles he's had over the last couple of yeah. years, but I have not personally seen him, no. I've seen maybe five clips. And, and and wasn't looking at those five clips in a an evaluative standpoint. It's just more of like a okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's him. So I c- couldn't really answer that one. All right, so I know there's a lot of questions about the OC thing, guys, but there's really nothing new than what we've already reported on our site. It's just now it's being reported in a way that so and so is a favorite. Uh, we've kind of already talked a lot about this on the board. Uh, we're not going to dive into that today. We'll talk. I'm sure we'll talk about it tomorrow during the mailbag so it's it's just more so this is a recruiting was a recruiting class breakdown not that we don't want to talk about it if you're on the board ask me about it we'll talk about it i actually have already responded to somebody on the board about uh that that situation so uh yeah come on the board that's why you gotta sign up for the the message board at boards irish boards at irishbreakdown.com and we can continue chatting all about that but today ryan was all about this 2024 recruiting class had a lot of fun. I know you need to like maybe go take a nap for a couple hours or something with the the, the couple days that you've had. But uh, uh, great coverage on that. And uh, boy, this is just this is a gap closing class. We'll see how much it closes the gap. But excited about this class. But the important thing is, 23-24, two years in a row, you landed gap closing classes because that's how you ultimately get there. One class is not going to do it all for you if it's not surrounded by other big time classes. And Notre Dame is building on it. And you're over the next week or two going to have sort of a first look at the 2025 class yeah, pretty uh, soon. conversation. And they're already off to a great start with 10 commitments, including from an elite quarterback, one of the best safeties in the country, because the lowest graded class or position group that, that we have in this class right now 
is already off to a start where you've got a board, a, a bottom line, like minimum top hundred guy, maybe a top 50 guy and Ivan Taylor in that class. So certainly off to a, a great, great start. Absolutely. So that's going to do it for Mr. Roberts, Ryan Roberts, director of recruiting. I'm Brian Driscoll. Hey guys, we're going to have a show tomorrow, but I know Christmas is right around the corner. I just want to thank you guys all. We're almost at the end of the end of the year. Just thank you all so much for being with us. We love this community and we love what you guys are bring to the table as well. And we want to thank you all very much for your support and helping us grow the way that we have. So have a great rest of your day and we'll talk to you all again very, very soon on the Irish Breakdown Podcast. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.